Vibe is hard for me to like. Like Raj, man, that beautiful substance. You know what I'm saying? The game has been missing substance, and we need that shit. So I just want to share that song with you because I really like that song because I feel like that's a very entrepreneurial song. Like nobody's gonna save your ass, bro. Nah, bro, but like nobody. But you talking about ADHD over that? Like is, I'm talking. It sounded like a motivation. It was like a it was like an ET uh, hip hop preacher yeah. moment, huh? Yeah, like Eric, exactly the hip hop preacher. Yeah. Hey, remember exactly. when we went to the uh, Eric Thomas workshop in San Francisco? Yep. Like what was that? 2015. Man, yeah, SF and I, I, dude, I remember. Uh, <laughs> wow, I didn't, and we didn't even plan on going together. I just ran into you. Yeah, we just ran into each other, but that's that's how you know great minds think alike. Facts, man. Great that was two thousand. I want, I want to be accurate. Is that fourteen or fifteen? I have no idea, bro. It was for my, sure my, a minute my, ago. My chronological clock is completely fucked. <laughs> my, I, I, I have no idea what day, time, uh, you know, dates, none of that shit. Um, let's see. Are, are you guys hitting record already? Oh, it's all good. We vibing. We get the audio. We put some overlay on that thing. Um, And usually I go into my intro and everything, but I just wanted to like just just be here, be present and just listen to you. You listen to me and we vibe out. And uh, obviously we're talking off camera about certain things, but there's a lot of things I want to go into. Like I could talk to you all day. You know what I'm saying? Do you think you you can flip your uh, so flip your headphones so that that wire is not touching that? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So like or or no, no. Like hey, just disconnected it. Okay. Does it go? Does it, if I could just, does it matter? It right. Boom. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, does, you know. does that work so? I mean, you know, it feels a little different, but it's all good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We wiggle. We pivot. <laughs> um, so, yeah, man. I mean, like I was just saying, we could talk about a lot of shit. Nicaragua food. We could talk yeah. about hip-hop culture. We could talk about the, the hip-hop scene brewing in Merced. We could talk about hella shit. Oh, um, hey, I don't want to talk about Merced at all. <laughs> He's like, don't even talk about Merced. <laughs> Shout out to Merced. Uh, we ain't talking about Merced today. Yeah. We in San Jose, California. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to all of Northern California, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, so we're here for a specific reason. Yeah. Um, there's a new segment that we're starting. Uh, you're going to be my first guest for this segment. This is the early morning, late Wait, night. Are you actually going right now? Oh, yeah, bro. Come on. We going in. Oh, not, this has been recorded? This is podcast oh, format, bad. baby. Hey, I, I was just going to ask, bro, if, 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 is there any way we could fix this one, air? Yeah, yeah, oh, my yeah. Bad. My no, it's all I, good. I, it's all good. Sorry, I didn't realize the movie yet. All right, bet, bet, bet. Yeah. All right, we're we're live, bro. My bad. I didn't it's even all know. good. It's all good. We vibing. That's like, this is how right. I do. I like to just vibe, and then we go. You know what I'm saying? All right, let's vibe go. and go. Um, yeah, man. Because I think that's one of the things. The reason why I say like that, vibe and go, want to be present, is because yeah. I used to be on autopilot. Like okay. I used to just fucking grind, work, wake up, rinse, repeat, and like I would just catch myself forgetting about what's important you know what i'm saying like why i'm doing it for like who's around me like who's who am i influencing who am i impacting and like when you're on autopilot mode you literally forget about all those things yeah 
And that's something I had to learn about myself. And this goes back to what I said earlier about the ADHD thing, because it's mm. like, I feel like my mind processed in a certain way. Like, like I really like Kanye because the way he talks about his ideas and shit, he's always like, boom, 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 talk about this and that. But he's connecting it all together. Yeah. Like, that's really how my mind feels sometimes. Um, and sir, for someone that doesn't have ADHD or ADD, ADD, they might look at me like, this guy's kind of crazy. His thoughts yeah. are all over the place. But it's like, nah, like, we just process things a certain way. Right, right, you know right. what I mean? Totally. And I learned that about myself. So through this journey of, like, being present, it takes time because you do it so naturally. Mm -hmm. You really have to, like, stop yourself and be like, hey, look, look, I'm going to be here. Like, for example, mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. It's a family time, right? Mm. We don't celebrate Thanksgiving, you know what I'm saying? But we we together, we spend a time with family and shit. Um, but you know, as an entrepreneur, as someone that's busy, someone that's hustling, it's easy for us to pick up the phone that someone's ants like calling us about something related to like a you know a client or a customer, or, like something related to business that's like distracting you from what was really important, like your yep. family. You know what I'm saying? And I used to do that really tough when I was working in Sprint. Uh, I used to be a sales rep at the mall. You remember me at those times? I was a straight hustler, greeting people at the mall. Um, just the whole, you know, the whole mall dynamic of like you have to hustle in order to get paid. So I was so money hungry at that time. Like, yeah. I had seen commission checks for the first time. I seen I was making more money than people I was going to school at the time. I was like, dude, like, I want to make money, you know. So doing that for four or five years, I realized that I missed Thanksgiving four years in a row, and I missed Christmas time when they opened the gifts five years in a row. Yeah. And like, I really did not, it didn't sit right with me later because I was just like, damn, like, if I die tomorrow, like, what are the memories my family are going to have of me? Like, yeah, they can brag and boast about all the business accomplishments, but it's like, like, who are they going to remember and how, and what's your impact on their life? And this mm -hmm. is, you know, and this is subjective because everyone's dynamic in their life is different. But I just feel like for me, like, it's important to be present because, like, maybe this isn't business related. Maybe it's just you having a, simple conversation with someone that's like your friend for a long time yeah but i think i think it just depends what it is that you want out of your life okay because mm. you, you, you touched on a couple different things you touched on adhd yep. okay so first and foremost uh for people who are watching this who think they might have adhd you're not diagnosed uh we definitely have adhd and the crazy thing about that is our whole lives were basically outcasted we're told that um you know the way that we think is wrong because we don't fit into the education system yeah. the education system is not made for people with adhd number Agreed. one uh number two in terms of like that feeling of like looking back for four years and <clears throat> um looking back for four years and feeling like you missed out you didn't see the you know you weren't at thanksgiving you didn't see the presents open it just depends what it is that you want in your life because if you want to be extremely successful um and you want to live a, an amazing life right like i'm, I'm looking at uh, culture night market develop and i think culture night market is going to be a multi-million dollar company i think you guys are going to be hosting some of the biggest events and you know anywhere you want them to be really but that doesn't come without that sacrifice period yeah. and the way yeah. that social media is set up nowadays social media is tricking you social media uh you 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 hop on social media and you see the cars uh, the clothes you see the people you see the planes you see the trips you see the vacations but you don't see the hard work yeah. it, it takes on average 10 years for the average entrepreneur to actually you know to actually be successful agree right yeah. so the, you know, so in in terms of, uh, you know, feeling like you missed out, it depends on what you want to focus on. Yeah. Right. Because I guarantee you, Brandon, BQ, what do you what do you want to be called? I mean, I, I like BQ. I mean, BQ is I've been called that. And just for clarity, like I didn't just 
put that on Instagram, like yeah. I'm BQ. Nah, like when I played football in high school and like junior college, they used to always call me uh, BQ, and I just it always stuck with me. But government name is Brandon Quintanilla. You know what I'm saying? Quintanilla. Quintanilla. But Brandon, when uh, I'm gonna just say BQ, Go ahead. BQ is better. I've always called you BQ. Yes, sir. All right, so so for you, Christmas is gonna look crazy in the next five to ten years for your family. That's the like, goal. That's the goal. You, you know, everybody else is giving a little box to their mom. You're going to be outside like, hey, mom, <laughs> go, go check out these keys. And there's going to be, a, you know, the car of her dreams wrapped in the bow. Okay. And 99.999% of people are not going to get to do that because they didn't sacrifice. They didn't go through all those, uh, you know, the, the missed Christmases, the missed Thanksgivings, all that stuff. Right. And, you know, what's, what's actually really sad, what was really sad is... I think a lot of people are going to choose to focus on the missed Thanksgiving and the, the missed Christmas when instead just know that that's like one more sacrifice closer to that bigger goal and that bigger dream and, and putting your family and your people on. Yeah. Cause you also mentioned earlier, you just said earlier, um, I'm being more aware of the people that I'm impacting. I'm more conscious of, you know, the message and, and everything that I'm doing. Right. Mm. So, you know, coming back to, to those people, right, I want to encourage them that if they are going through, you know, the, the stage in their life where they're eating shit and they're, um, you know, they're, they're still trying to wonder, like, they're, they're wondering, like, man, why am I even doing this? And because social media doesn't show the hard work, they're lost. Like, I want to encourage you guys that you're doing the right thing. If you're working 14 hours a day, seven days a week right now, you're not even 20 yet or you're, you're in your 20s or early 30s or whatever or any any point in time, really. But if you are sacrificing, you feel like you're missing out, you feel like you're not with your family, you feel like, you know, you see your friends doing cool stuff and you feel bad about it, that's how you're supposed to feel, just so you know. If, if nobody's told you up to this point, that's how you're supposed to feel. So coming back to you, BQ, you've, you've already been doing this, man. And, and what's crazy is, like, I've been watching your progress and paying attention to you, and I, I just I love everything that you're doing now. And... and I mean, you know, I've, I've told you multiple times, man, like you are just like such a high potential person. And now that I'm seeing you hyper focus and I see I'm starting to see you, you know, get the fruits of that labor. Uh, that's that's fulfilling for me. Yeah, you know, I, I love seeing that. that with you. Thank so, you. Man. Yeah. A couple of things to unpack there. There's a lot of things we, we, we yeah. dove in there. But I think what we were first uh, kind of unlayering was just like the, the outcasting of being an ADHD person. Yeah. But I but I agree with you, like the system and just the playing ground, the landscape of where we grew up and how things are. And I'm, I'm referencing to like, you know, public school education. Yep. Like they're not designed for people to be entrepreneurs. That's mm -hmm. that's very clear. Yep. Second thing is it's designed for people to be operators. Uh, it's created a form of traditionalism. This system was created when Ford, you know what I'm saying, started the manufacturing uh, factories in Detroit and spread to Milpitas right here by Great Mall. Mm -hmm. And then they created the structure of salary paid jobs and that became the I, whole... I, I, love, I love how you know Melpitas was a Ford factory. Yeah, Ford factory, <laughs> where a great mall is, that used yeah. to be a Ford factory. It's like yeah. they created this whole traditionalism system, which is clearly outdated, as we yeah. can see over these last decades. There's been very a lot of uh, use cases of people making income on their own, uh, you know, doing partnerships with big organizations through their own entities, and, and they're starting to pave the way for what self-employment, you know, self-education, uh, self-growth, uh, most importantly, freedom. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I think a lot of people don't have that guidance mm -hmm. or no one has told them like, hey, there's another route. 
You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because yeah. when I, I chose the route of entrepreneur, mm -hmm. I was in De Anza and I was like locked in playing football. Like I was diehard. Like I'm going to go to the league. I'm going to go play for the U. Like yeah. I had dreams. But like once I fucked up my leg, I realized like, oh, I can't do it. I got to get a regular job. So I did sprint. And it ended up thriving in sales, being number one, top five, yeah. not just in my store, the court, like the region, the district. Like I was fucking amazing salesman. Yeah. Um, but I think I think it was really just the mentality from sports that translated into business. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm so ambitious and so competitive. And, you know, I, I I'm I'm a friendly competitor. I, I'm not yeah. out trying to, like, stop someone else from making money. It's just like yeah. I just I'm like Kobe, bro. You want to be the best. You know what I'm saying? You want to thrive to be the best version of yourself and let alone like bring something of value that helps impact people so what i was just trying to unpack is like just how the system is designed for us like mm -hmm. as soon as you're born you know what i'm saying like you're already born into that shit um mm -hmm. which i think we're living in a very revolutionary time period like no one's really talking about it there's no dialogue about it but like people are making money on their own like one person i want to reference and then I'll go into my intro because this is an awesome introduction right now. I haven't even done my intro yet. We're just talking right now. But uh, one of the amazing use cases I want to use is like a La Russell. Oh, La Russell's, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, oh, straight man. out of the hip hop game. I love La Russell. Uh, straight uh, from Vallejo. <laughs> yeah. A lot of legends from Vallejo. I was watching La Russell in the beginning of the pandemic before yeah. he blew up. Yeah. Like, and the only reason I kept up with him is because of his other brand called Good Company. And his good company brand was doing like these cover art uh, productions of like all these uh, dope artists that were clearly talented. But he was like the visionary. He just saw their yeah. talent, yeah. put them together. And he started doing all these like cover shoots, just constant, constant content. Like, God damn, this guy's grinding. Like, and it takes a lot to do that when you're like limited resources. Mm -hmm. Trust mm -hmm. me, you and I, we both understand <laughs> that. So like seeing him. And the only reason I kept up with it, right, is because we did Any Given Bars, the hip-hop show. Yeah. So, like, I kind of seen that as, like, oh, that's a competitor. Not only is it a competitor, but they're in the Bay Area. We're within the same region. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. him and I had a same perspective of, like, pr uh, providing a platform for all the local artists. Obviously, our, you know, our timelines are different, and I, I, I commend him for his success and all the success he's uh, been able to manifest. But, like, that's a great example. Like, instead of going to the labels, instead of going to the – to the organizations that fund the artists that give the advancements that you know what i'm saying the the traditional trap you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying for he became independent a hundred percent he was one of the first artists to drop an album and launch it as an nft or like a a stock so basically people were buying in him they were mm -hmm. investing in him yeah. so he says when i blow up y'all gonna blow up like you're gonna mm -hmm. make money so he just came with this <laughs> whole innovative like yeah. approach and then, like, not even, like, uh, five, six months later, Nas drops his album campaign as the same format. I get chills talking about this shit yeah, right now. But he's, that, that guy's Ooh. hyper, hyper intelligent. Like, he's, he's like, on a whole nother level. He's, he's honestly, like, on some, like, Elon Musk stuff. And uh, I am I, excited to see what he looks like at his, like, full, full potential with, with yeah. all the resources, yeah. right? Like, he, 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 has, he has, you just said earlier, he has no resources. I can't wait to see, like, once, it, dude, once yeah. his paper starts stacking up and he can do whatever his mind thinks of, oh, man, it's going to be crazy. It's crazy because, yeah. like, like I said, I was keeping up with him, so I saw all the little sparks of, like, oh, he had one ceiling. Oh, he had another ceiling. Like, yeah. once, uh, you know, he was on I Am Athlete, he was on The Breakfast Club, like, doing mm -hmm. a freestyle. He was yeah. on... Um, the, the one of the ones that was really crazy was when he did the the main uh, GC freestyle. It, it uh, Russ, the artist Russ, mm -hmm. reposted him, 
and he just shouted him out, showed him hella love, and said, and and then in an interview with uh, Joe Budden, he already put La Russell with like the greats. He already put him with like Nipsey Hussle and like. <laughs> And like, Joe Budden's a hard, he's a harsh critic too, man. He is a harsh <laughs> critic. Um, but even after that, like you could yeah. see the momentum and the spread of his name. Um, so I think he's just got really a dope thing going on. But that's why I'm saying like we're living in a time frame where the revolutionary people are no longer like the Malcolm X's and the Cesar Chavez. They're like influences, like like people that do music, that do art, that do creativity, and then they're creating paths to making income on their own. And that is not what the system wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, th th you know, this is a whole other conversation, but I'm just going to leave it at that. Like, the system doesn't want us to be free because yeah. that's why everyone is forced to have a job, forced to go to school, be in debt. Like, mm -hmm. it's crazy, bro. I, I can and, go on on that, but... And by, want, and by the way, I, what have I always called you? I've always said uh, BQ is the Charlemagne of the Bay. <laughs> BQ <laughs> is the Charlemagne of the compliment. Bay. No, no, it, it, this is what it is. Like, you guys are going to see BQ everywhere. Um, so tough so. shoes to fill in. I'll say that. Um, shout out to Charlemagne the God if you see this. Shout out to you. <laughs> I'm a fan. Um, so, yes. So thank you for coming to the Emlyn podcast. Uh, yeah. So just for clarity for the audience that are tuning in, this is the early morning, late nights podcast. Yeah. Emlyn brand uh, started in 2015. It's an acronym. It means early morning, late nights. It's supposed to represent hard work, dedication. So basically anyone I highlight or I do interviews with or I do shows with represent just that. I don't need to explain. I mean, I'll give you the opportunity <laughs> to explain. Um, but this is the Mentor Monday yeah. segment. This month, this episode will drop on Mondays at 8 a.m. Uh, we want to do. We want to start off our podcast series on Mondays on a positive note with acknowledgement, information, and knowledge. And then as we go into the later uh, during the other segments, we'll do more fun stuff, more questions, more more things that people actually want to listen to. But there are people that want to get educated and learn from other people. So welcome to Mentor Mondays. It ain't exclusive. If it ain't an Emlyn exclusive, it's your boy BQ. We're in the heart of Silicon Valley in downtown San Jose, the motherfucking 408. That's right. That's all I got to say. So I'm with my <laughs> special guest, uh, Anthony Oliveira. Thank you for being here. No doubt. No How are you doubt. doing, man? Man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited today. Um, I think that uh, this, uh, this podcast is going to empower a lot of people. Um, I think especially... Uh, mixing it up, uh, you know. I, I've, I've been I've been following you for the longest time. I love that you have a, a focus on hip hop. I think uh, you know hip hop is a part of me growing up. Um, that's all I listen to. I definitely am a hip hop head, and I think that um, especially in this community, I, I, I'm excited, man, because I feel like there's not enough examples of people who look like us, um, you know, making making it big, right? Um, building multi-million dollar businesses and, you know, living uh, amazing lifestyles and having freedom. And I'm excited, man, that, um, you know, we, we have this platform right now to speak and impact people. And also the fact that the other people that are watching this, not, they don't just look like us. They listen to what we listen to. They shop where we shop. They're from where we're from. And I'm just excited to uh, give as much value as I possibly can because, I mean, BQ, I've, I've been following you for the longest time, man, and you already know anything that you've ever needed, man. You just hit my line, and um, not everybody has my phone number now, yeah. right? And you're one of the people who, when you call, I answer right away, man. Yeah, that's yeah. a fact, man. I appreciate yeah. that. And if he don't answer, he calls me back. That's what I love about <laughs> him, man. So I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. So we're going to go right into it, bro. You know, you're on Mentor Monday. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We're trying to enlighten the people. So I guess the first question I'm going to ask you, right, because <clears throat> this isn't really much of an interview format. Like, yeah, we'll talk about certain things. I'll ask you yeah. certain questions. But I actually want to test your critical thinking yeah. and, like, and just kind of, like, throw scenarios at you and just kind of totally. give uh, responses. But before we do that, um, I want to ask you, do you 
first off, it's two questions in one. Do you have a mentor? Mm -hmm. And why is mentorship important? <laughs> yes and yes. Uh, yes and uh, why. All right. So to answer your question on the mentors, um, before I had a mentor, like, you guys, I, I'm from the east side. So BQ's from the south. I'm from the east, okay? Yep. And uh, growing up, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't grow up, um, you know, with this nice tone of, you know, this nice uh, tone of voice. I didn't grow up, uh, you know, like I'm, I'm dressed casual right now, but, you know, I'll be out and about in suits. Nobody taught me how to dress. Nobody taught me how to speak. I, I had to work on, you know, changing my voice to a pleasant tone. But when I was younger, I was very intimidating because you guys know if you guys are growing up in poverty, if you guys are growing up in the hood, you don't, you're trying to, you know, make yourself look intimidating so you don't get picked on, right? And, uh, you know, with all these gang influences uh, and everything out there, I was not the person who people wanted to mentor, yeah. right? I was not, I, inside I was good. I knew I was good. Some, you know, there were people who knew I was good. But it, when I was younger, um, especially like the 16 through 18, like people were not lining up to mentor me, right? Especially um, people in business, right? You have like uh, school counselors and things like that that are more than um, willing to help. But in terms of like actual business mentors, you know, when, when I turned 18 and I started reaching out to people and asking them, nobody wanted to mentor me. So, um I have a really big chip on my shoulder because of that. So I always try to help out people. But to answer your question before I had, I have mentors to this day. I have mentors on staff. Okay. Meaning uh, right now I have a senior advisor who's on my team um, who he's incredible. He's one of my like day-to-day -day coaches. He's uh, very successful. He doesn't even need to be on my payroll. Um, him and his wife are financially free. They own a lot of property um, and he's technically retired. But before he retired, I was like, Hey, you know, what are you going to do when you retire? And he said he was just going to go, uh, you know, travel the world with his wife and then COVID hit. Yeah. But before, um, before he was going to travel the world with his wife, I said, Hey, like, let me just pay you a salary and here's a laptop and just work yeah. for me and coach me. So I have that mentor. I have a lot of mentors, uh, who have bigger businesses than mine. Um, and before I had all that, um, my very first mentor was a book. Um, very first mentors was CDs and, um, this was like back before YouTube was even really popping off. Um, you know, Tony Robbins used to have like CDs and I, and I got, I got my, uh, my hands on, uh, you know, on this, this disc set that like changed my life. Right. So, um, yeah, mentors, um, I do have them. I'm always looking for new ones. Um, and then also, so there's three levels to mentorship guys. Okay. There's three levels to mentorship. Number one is the people who are mentoring you who are above you. Um, number two is your peers, right? People who are, uh, you know, in your same boat, right? They could be around the same revenue points. They could be around, um, you know, th there's, there's something that you have a peer level to, uh, and then there's going to be people that, uh, your mentees, right? The people who are wanting to be where you're at, right? So there's, there's, a, you should always have those three levels of mentorship going on. And if you think that you can't mentor somebody, um, you're, you're actually wrong, right? Uh, even if you don't have like a big business or whatever, there's always somebody that you can be teaching. Um, so I hope that that, uh, that that answers your question. And um, the second part was... Why is mentorship important? <sighs> okay, so unfortunately for, for most of us, um, you know, especially like when we don't come from disciplined families, when we come from broken homes, when we come from... Uh, you know, I, I grew up in a, in a single, uh, single, uh, m my mom's a single mom, right? My dad dipped out before I was born. 
Um, and you know, she was always busy working and I would be home all, all alone a lot. And yeah. like, I didn't have people in my life teaching me discipline. Yeah. Right. No, there was nobody there constantly teaching me life lessons. So I had to learn things the hard way. Like most of the people listening to this, you guys probably relate. Um, so our learning style ended up being, we have to learn from like failing. Right. But that's like a dumb way to learn is, is such a dumb way to learn yeah. versus like there's, you know, I was before we got here, okay, and just my clients right now, I the clients that I love working with, I was literally inside of my client's office and you know, they had a bunch of things that they were doing and it was so inefficient and within an hour period I fixed three different problems <laughs> that were costing them thousands of dollars, okay? And you know, instead and and they just they just let me handle the problems for them and I saved them time, I saved them money. Okay, and they're not going to have to learn anymore through going through pain. So having mentorship is extremely important. And the moment that you guys can, I highly recommend paying for mentorship. Okay, because if like BQ, when he calls me, when he calls me, all, all my advice is free. Uh, when he when BQ was doing events, I show up, I would help out. I'd give him my all. No charge. It's free. But when it gets to a point. How much more would you listen to me, BQ, if, if I charge you $10,000 for my advice? Shit. He's putting on the spot. I'm like, yeah, I'm well, a little okay, cheap. I ain't going to lie to crit you. Critical thinking. All right, critical thinking. I yeah. mean, look, I, I get your point. Yeah. Like, if somebody is, like, providing value, like, it definitely is worth investing in that value because mm -hmm. you're going you're gonna to cut that whole learning process, which literally saves <clears throat> you so much time because yeah. I, I agree with you um, to an extent with the, sure. with the failing – uh, you know what I'm saying? Because fail it is a dumb way to learn. I agree with that because mm -hmm. I fail. Like for example, with the whole U-Haul thing that we had. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that was a dumb lesson. I could have just learned from tell, somebody. Tell else. everybody the lesson real quick. Tell okay. it, long right. story short. Put, no. a, put a place marker on the topics. So I don't forget. But the story is um, uh, Eastridge Culture Night Market on February 26th. Uh, we had an event back to back. I'm sorry. It was March 5th and 6th at Eastridge and we were responsible for doing everything, the generators, the electricity, the, you know, the fire inspections, the setting up the vendors, the barricades, a lot of work. Um, so obviously that requires a lot of storage and usage of equipment. So we rented a U-Haul, um, you know, coming from Sprint and like selling everybody phone insurance. I never got the phone insurance. <laughs> so I was that cheap guy that never got the insurance. Like, Hey, do you need the insurance? Like, I'm like, nah, I'm good. I was that cheap guy. So fast forward to culture night market, um, since it's a back-to-back -back day, I was going to park the truck um, in the garage of the of the mall, um, exhausted, working from, you know, 7 a.m. to, like, two almost uh, midnight. So that's, like, mm -hmm. you know, 16-hour day working as of. Um, <clears throat> so I'm ready to park this motherfucker. I'm driving slow. There's a couple, like, walking right past me before I make that turn, walking hella <laughs> slow. And I'm like, hurry the fuck up, man. I'm trying to go. But, like... <laughs> Me not realizing that was probably a sign from God telling me to slow the fuck down, man. So <laughs> I didn't realize this. So when they passed, I drove slow. Um, the U-Haul is like a certain, uh, you know, certain height. I didn't realize the, you know, there was a height caution on the Eastridge thing. It wasn't there, actually. I told them that was on the opposite side. I fucking crashed the U-Haul. Bro, I'm right. standing in front of the U-Haul, like, like inside and the garage. And I just see a huge spark, like, bro. Boom. He sees the shit <laughs> in real time. Like, he's watching it in real time. So I'm like, oh, and it's just, <laughs> boom. I slammed my head. I said, bah. I said, oh, shit. <laughs> Instantly, I knew what happened, right? So I was like, 
fuck, dude, I fucked up, you know? And he's like, got out the car. And he got out the car, I knew it was serious. I was like, fuck. In my head, I thought that shit was destroyed. I look at it, I was like, damn, that's like a small ass dent. But then again, that shit looked kind of visible. So I was yeah. like, so we drove out. And then, you know, I appreciated you being there that day because yeah. this, and this is a great illustration of mentorship, right? Why it's important. And I'm one of the lucky people that, you know, not only are you helping me out, but you actually came to the event and gave me help and assistance that day. Super grateful for it. So in that moment, you know, he was like, you know what, just park the car. You know, let's, let, you still have an event tomorrow. So let's just situate this tomorrow. Get home, rest, come back, and we'll figure this shit out tomorrow. So I was like, yeah. all right, because there was still yeah. more shit to do. So I was like, all right. Yeah. But I was fucking like, dude, Coach and I market is done. <laughs> like, our budget is done. Like, this is, this is going to cost our whole budget. Like, we're fucked. And this is like event three. And we've done over 20 events since then. Yeah. So if I had the mentality that it was over, yeah. I might have folded. And with yeah. t- those 20 events... And all the money that circulated in that community, all those are 20 events, might have never happened. But since you were there to kind of like, just, hey, bro, like, you know, we're going to be good. Yeah. And then and then coming to getting to U-Haul, when we address the charges and shit like that, I'm like, fuck, bro, I don't even have 10 racks. I don't have that money, bro. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And then, like, the dude, it looked like the dude was so, like, experienced at U-Haul, like, I seen this shit happen, but, but, but a really, before, times. before that even happens, there what? was there was one of your boys who was like, "Hey, you should just you know, yes. not, not take yeah. it back in, go fix it." Like he was like trying to like finesse the way, right? And and that's important to bring up too, because I had two options in that moment. I was like, yeah. "All right, let me just extend the U-Haul. Let me take the U-Haul to a, a repair shop. Let's let's save eight hundred to a thousand dollars by doing this." But mm-hmm. we're and then, but what I appreciate in that moment is that he was like, "Bro, bro, bro, slow down. Like yeah. think about how much time you're gonna spend doing that. It's gonna take you like." Like, you're going to spend all day, you're going to spend all the rest of the night, you're going to spend all morning, you're going to spend the day of the event and the day after, and then Monday. So and, I was and, like, but, but that's not even just, the, so the term is opportunity cost. Opportunity right? cost, and, and, yeah. and, and not just the physical stuff, but the mental. Yeah. Right? All, all, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, BQ, you're such a powerful being, and, you know, you're, 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 your focus is, is like a sharp razor, right? So if your focus has been like, it was, was put on fixing that truck, you know, you would have never like really focused on making the event pop, right? So, and, yeah. and I said it in front of your boy too. I'm like, yeah, we could do all that, but bro, eat the money. I know that you don't got the money. Yeah, eat it and let's move forward and let's focus on the bigger picture. Yeah, and that was a big, yeah. a big, big moment because yeah. like I literally just fronted the cost, and then like two <laughs> events later, we made our money back and like we were all good. But like in that moment, I really appreciate it because I could have been stressed out about fixing this U-Haul and all this other shit. So it's like. Yeah this is a great illustration of like why just going to someone for advice, you know, maybe it's not a mentor. Maybe it's just an older relative or a business person, but it's good to seek help and just advice on certain but, situations. Oh, you got to see, look, 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 I'll never go to somebody who's divorced for marriage advice. I'll yeah. Not. You want to make sure they're aligned. You want to make sure the opportunity and the situations yeah. aligned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, you know, you were there the whole time. So you were like, yeah. thankfully you were there to kind of at least, uh, you know, give some input in that situation. Yeah, totally. But to what we were talking about, um, mentorship is important. You know, it comes in many variations. Like you said, three levels, someone that's, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, someone that's already doing it, already having a standard of how things are done. Someone that's peer, someone eye to eye, someone that's actively in your space yep. or in your current landscape and then younger, which I kind of took, right? It doesn't have to be younger, right? Yeah. You could have somebody like you're, 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 20, yeah, be, you're 28 yeah. and yeah. somebody 45 could be wanting to start yeah, events yeah. and come to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do think though it could be like two, I'll put like a, a slash, right? I'll put someone that's uh, under you that's like, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get in that space and the youth because yeah. I genuinely believe that 
you can learn from the youth. Like I, oh, I go to kids younger than me, mm-hmm. and I get so laced up on game, and I'm like, yep. oh, bad, I'm about to do this, I'm about to mm-hmm. do that. So I agree with you. Those three gaps of mentorship is very, very important. Uh, bro, so, I remember the first time my son came to me, he's like, cap. Cap. I was like, what? What the fuck like, is I cap? Got, I got a 10-year-old son telling me cap. I'm like, hold up. What does, <laughs> what does this mean? <laughs> Educate me. Walk me through this shit. Yeah, yeah so he's, he's, he's letting me know what's going on nowadays. <laughs> so so um, so currently right now you have a son. Shout I out do. to Angel. Yeah, yeah. Right? I saw him at the uh, football camp. Uh, yeah. for Cheetos. Yeah, yeah, you, you, I, I wanted to talk to you so yeah. bad, but yeah, he was he was down there, but you know they, they didn't let the parents on the field. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize you, you guys were there until I saw him <laughs> run one of the drills, and I was like, hey, that's Angel. I was like, what's up? <laughs> you know, so it was super cool to yeah. to experience that because you know we're getting older now, you know, and there's generations after us, so it's like we were just kind of talking about it earlier, like the impact we make on people. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure you feel that pressure because your son's around and like yeah. you, you're mindful of like, you know, what you do, who you talk to, who you're around, um, because you know the influence. Um, so how much of the influence like do you consider like now that you are this person, right? Where people go to you for information or like people like your staff, they rely on you for mm-hmm. like answers. Like how do you know, like do you, do you take a second before you do things mm. to think about that or do yeah. you just go? Okay. So th- that's a really good question. So business wise, um, so business wise, I'm, I'm at a point in my business now. So we're, we're a multi seven figure business. So I, I, I so for those of you who don't know, I, yeah, I was going to say, let's unpack that too. I'm yeah, so sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's, to it's, it's totally cool. So I, I own a business called outsource plug. Um, and at this point it's a multi seven figure business, meaning more than 1 million, right? It's doing multi, uh, up there, but Basically, um, to answer your question, up to this point, I've done whatever the fuck I want, say what I want, do what I want, go where I want. Like, I I never cared because, like, um, you know, uh, up to this point, like political correctness, um, you know, going around procedures, going around people like up to this point, like uh, didn't matter. So now we're. So because we, we hire a lot of people in Latin America and the Philippines, um, you know, so we, we have like right around 200 employees throughout the company at this moment as we're taping this. We're going to be way bigger by next year. Um, but up to this point, though, I've done whatever I want. OK, um, but now that like there's a certain point where companies start to corporatize. Right. And there is more policy, more procedure. Um, and now, yeah, I'm, I am more conscious. Right. Like uh, if, if you do see. uh if you do see like content I put out and things I do, I, I'm always going to be myself. I am who I am. I'm, I'm from where I'm from. I went yeah. through what I went through and I'll never hide that. Right. Like, right. Uh, you know, like bro, I, I love, I mean, dude, I, I love wearing J's. I love, like, I love showing up to meetings, how I want to show up to meetings. But eventually there's, there's a point where you need to be more mindful. Right. Because when I start to look at like all of our clientele, the people that pay our bills, we have people from all different backgrounds, from different states, different countries, uh, different political beliefs, different religious beliefs. And, you know, I, I need to, you know, I'm, I'm at the point now where, like I, I told you, I have my mentor who's on payroll where he's advising me now. He's, he's a little more conservative, mm-hmm. a little more like well put together, very yeah. well spoken, mm-hmm. doesn't cuss. Right. He's, you know, and then he's he's the guy who's like coaching and saying, hey, like, you know, I, I know that you like to be wild. I know that, you know, that's a part of your personality. But, you know, if you want to get if you want your business to eventually be in the, you know, eight figure mark, right, 10 million plus, you got to change some things. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think uh, I think now I'm definitely more conscious of what I'm doing. Um, and and kind of earlier you talked about you talked about Angel and, you know, 
like being aware of what's going on around them. Like, I don't know if you know, but like, um, you know, my, my son, his, his mom, like, you know, she still lives like in the hood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's still like, she's still hood as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so for, for my son, I don't filter. I, I, I just, you know, he lives with me now. He has his own room. He has all of his little homies on the block. He goes, he has everything. My son has everything he wants and everything he needs at his dad's. But I like it. <clears throat> like when my, you know, sometimes my baby's mom, she, she, you know, she's dealing with her own problems in her own life. I never bash her, but she has four other kids, right? And the baby's dad is not the best dude <clears throat> in the world. Um, you know, but, and they live like in a two bedroom apartment all together and, you know, somebody's rent, another family's renting a room in their apartment. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a different environment. Right. So, so like when she's like, Hey, can Angel come over for the weekend or stay for the week? I'm like, yeah, Mm. like I I want him to go see that. Yeah. I I, I, I want him to see that side because that's, that's how I grew up. I don't know about you. Yeah. I mean, your family's from Nicaragua, but I I never talked about like how you actually grow. You have a great family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of history. You know, but like I, 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 I don't want to filter my son's vision. Like if people are smoking weed or, uh, you know, drinking whatever, like I, I actually want him to view that. And yeah. so you can come to a home after, yeah. and you can see what living life is like without that around you. Yeah, I think yeah. With, with parenting, it's it's a very it's a it's a hard subject for me because I'm not a parent, yeah. so I I don't understand a hundred percent. I can only have ideas and have an understanding from a distance. Yeah, but. Um, I do agree with that, though. Like, it's better to expose them to what's real and reality with you. Like, you're with them or you're, you know, uh, his mo- his mother's with them. So that way they at least can ask questions and, like, get them answered. And it's not, like, a confusing situation. Because mm-hmm. I know parents that try to filter their kids away from shit like that. Oh, like, don't, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Don't look at these videos or don't look at that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when the real world comes as they get older... They get exposed they get to it. Smacked. They get smacked, but yeah. let alone like they get put in situations and they have to hide it from mm-hmm. their parents. Yep. And now you're not creating disciplined children. You're creative. You're creating creative children, children mm-hmm. that know how to finesse, mm-hmm. which is how I became a thing because yeah. my parents <laughs> were super strict on me growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they didn't <laughs> let me do this. They didn't let me dress like that. You're, you're, was, you're putting your hat away in your backpack before you go in the house. <laughs> I'll tell you some stories, bro. But, like, let's just yeah. say it was super strict. So it yeah. just forced me to, like, want to be rebellious, like, yeah. to do it and figure it out on my own, which is yeah. naturally in me, you know what I'm saying? But um, I just, you know, I appreciate that. I just wanted to ask that because I was curious because there's probably people in the audience that are listening, that are parents, that are starting entrepreneurs, that maybe they have tons of kids, and mm-hmm. they don't know how to navigate, you know, the balance. So I guess maybe you can give them one tip for a parent out there that has, a, a, a you know, a kid's that either are wanting to get in business or are currently in business, what is something that you have done in your personal life to balance family and also prioritize the responsibilities of managing a business? Totally. Um, so there is no balance at the beginning, period. Don't, 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 don't let that lie go into your head. There's no balance. It's, it's, it's a, a fugazi. Yeah. Fugazi. <laughs> fugazi. Fugazi. Right? Um, <laughs> you know, so for, for those of you who are parents right now, um, that, so for me being a parent, okay. So, so if, if it wasn't for my son, I would have never stopped trapping. Like when I was younger, I was like doing stupid shit. Like I was like, I was just doing stupid, stupid shit that, you know, I, I could have been away for a long time. Right. If, uh, if I had got caught with other people at that time, um, thank God. I thank God. Like I moved away from all that, 
But the way the reason why I moved away was my son. Yeah. Right. I knew I was like, mm-hmm. damn, like I, my my dad left me before I was born. Right. And he's bro, he just barely reached out to me like a year ago. Like, bro, you're too late. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're too late. So so my son was the reason why I stopped doing stupid things. But he's also the reason why I work so hard. Right. So, you know, and, and it's funny because we just shot a podcast with my son and he's and he talked about the reasons why, um, like, you know, when I when I talked to him about the idea, I was like, hey, like, what do you think if we shoot a podcast? Um, and he's like, you know, he immediately was like, yeah, dad, I would love to, because then I can explain to other kids like why their parents are gone and they don't see them. <laughs> right. And it was crazy because he remembers like when we used to have cockroaches and, you know, like we used to live downtown. You, you, do you know, uh, remember. you remember the, uh, the, the pizza place that just closed? Yeah. The, the, uh, yeah. Four street pizza, four street pizza. Mm-hmm. There's a building right next to it, bro. Like there's a, like a Mexican restaurant that we used to live right up, like right there, bro. Cockroaches, like bed bugs. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like him and I used to have to share a bed. Right. And, and he wouldn't see me all day long. Um, you know, so, but now like he's got everything. Yeah. My son wants for nothing. He's going to get to play any sport he wants to play, go anywhere. When he's 18, I'm going to have money stacked away from him. So whether he wants to go to college, start a business, be an artist, take time off, I don't give a shit. Like, he's going to get to do what he wants now. Yeah. But it's because we sacrifice. So for those of you who are parents, number one, um, if, you haven't read the, if you haven't read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, okay, that book is all about, the, the main point of that book is reframing your mindset. The the rich dad, sorry, the poor dad says, the poor dad says in that book, I cannot, uh, I cannot afford this because of my kids. The rich dad says, I must afford this because of my kids. It's a different, it's a different, you know, same, same scenario, different perspective, different result Mm -hmm. at the end of your life. So for those of you who have kids and you've been using them as an excuse up to this point, stop. And let them motivate you because I can tell you right now, like, it's funny because a lot of times people will, will tell me like, oh, yeah, I'm waiting to have kids until I'm financially successful. And I always tell those people, I'm like, nah, have the kids. And I promise you those nine months that your girl's pregnant or, you know, the girl that's pregnant, uh, those those nine months, you're going to work harder than you've ever worked in your life. Right. And then after that baby's born, that you're, you're going to work even harder. And, and I'm going to give you like one more. So this is like one of the craziest things I've ever heard. Okay. So, um, and, and, and I, I've like, I, I get this totally. So basically there's like an emotional scale that exists, right? Where when you're single emotions that you can experience, let's say, say that there was a scale and there's 10 and there's minus 10 right? and zeros in the middle. Okay. When you're single, you can only experience emotions up to 10 and minus 10. You get into a relationship, you have a girlfriend, 25, negative 25, you get married, a thousand negative a thousand right because now you like if you have your wife if if your wife gets into a car crash your emotions are going up and down like crazy right you you will do more for your wife than you would do for yourself or vice versa uh ladies you would do more for your husband than you would do for yourself but the moment you have a kid that scale goes freaking you know five thousand negative five thousand the 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 emotional power behind having kids is like is crazy. So for those of you again who if you keep if you keep telling yourself I'm especially you men like <laughs> you men out you, there. Yeah, cuz like I, I like I'm not going to lie. I'm getting ready to, you know, I want to have more kids, right? Yeah. Um but <clears throat> but for those of you men 
who, you know, have been thinking about having kids and you're using that excuse of, um, you know, oh, well, I'm not financially ready. I want to make sure to, to have the money ready. Nah, have the kids. And I promise you, if that doesn't light a fire under your butt, there, there's something <laughs> wrong with you, like chemically, because you will work harder than any, you know, than anyone else. So that's the advice that I give for parents. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Um, I love that you brought up emotion because that was that is a, an important topic to bring up because I feel like um, I think you and I can have this discussion and not, you know, uh, if we disagree, we agree to disagree. Um, and it's, it's tough for men, right, for men to have uh, discussions with other men when it involves confrontation or involves business and mm. like all the emotions that get involved. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's always this term in like hip hop. They always say don't involve motions in business or like emotions and money. Mm -hmm. But I love how, you know, you actually have an upside with emotion. You actually mm -hmm. see emotion as like a form of leverage mm -hmm. or a form of like uh, it increases your chances type of thing. Mm -hmm. So some would call it emotional intelligence, right? Mm -hmm. Some would see it as the ability to put aside your emotions, what you feel, and look at the logic of the situation and make a decision from there. That's kind of what I see emotional intelligence as. So I guess my question to you is, is like, because um, a lot of people say something different about emotion, right? Mm -hmm. They'll be like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, if I don't feel good about someone or something, I'm just going to stay away from it or whatever their response to it, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So I guess how did you find the you know how did you find emotion to be at uh something as a resource that you're dispensed like how you were able to because like i remember you and i had a, a back and forth about passion yeah. and I, I was saying like i love being passionate but um sometimes it's not just passion you need discipline you need mm -hmm. other aspects of a personality to make someone that's the best version of themselves. So how do you leverage emotion in a positive sense, I guess? Yeah, I, th I think I want to be very careful when we define emotion versus emotional intelligence. Yeah. Okay. All right, emotional intelligence, just so you guys know, like, again, I, I'm, I'm just, if I'm imagining who's in this audience right now, who's watching this, I'm imagining that you've been through some shit, you, you come from dysfunctional families. I don't think that, you know, people from the Hamptons are watching this shit right here. <laughs> I think I think that, like, you're from, like, our hoods, uh, I think, or, or similar, right? So emotional intelligence is that thing. You know how, like, you know, you grew up broke and you kept moving from school to school to school and you, every time you went to the new school, you had to figure out who your friends were fast or you got funk, like... You know, that, 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 that discernment that you develop, your intuition, that gut, yeah. that gut feeling, that is emotional intelligence. When you can walk into a room and you can read a room immediately, like you can just feel a room. Nobody has to say anything. You can, you can look at a person and you don't have, they don't have to say how they feel. You know how they feel. That's emotional intelligence. And I want to separate that from emotions in business because um, when it comes, and, and emotions in business, when it comes to like men not being emotional okay number one like if if you grew up with uh you know your family like you know telling you to because i i didn't really grow up i didn't have a man in my life right i didn't have a man in my life you know beating me down with that and you know my mom was like always trying to be a man but she never really taught me things about emotions yeah right <clears throat> but for those of you, because I know what you're talking about, there's 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 motherfuckers who are like they want to be hard and they want to show no emotion. It's and like they, ego. It's like kind of like a mixed with ego. Sorry, go ahead. So yeah, exactly. So those to, to those to those guys who 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 feel that way, like if that's how you function in life, okay, I'm I'm gonna tell you this: if you want to function in life that way, go ahead. That's cool. But you're gonna end up with um, you're gonna end up missing out on a huge opportunity because for me, one of the reasons why I have freedom in my life today. One, like, okay, so for those of you who don't know, if I don't want to work anymore, I don't have to work. My money comes in. I bill my clients every 1st, every 15th. 
Um, my team completely takes care of everything. Okay, I'm 30 years old, um, and my business grows regardless of whether or not I work in it. Okay, but my secret weapon was love. My secret weapon was I care more about my team than anybody else has ever cared about them, and they know that. They know that when, you know, sometimes it doesn't take you yelling at your employee because they did something wrong. Sometimes it's like asking, like, yo, BQ, is everything all right with your yeah. family? Like, you're usually, yeah. like, kicking ass. Like, what's going on, man? You all yeah. right? You need to take the day off? Like, you know. You're compassionate. Th thinking about people, caring mm -hmm. about them, sending them on vacation, showing them love, loving them like family. Yeah. Actually, like, genuinely giving a fuck, yeah. right? And I feel like that's been, like, what's gotten me to this point. So for those of you who are... You know, you guys have a cold heart um, and, you know, you don't want to show emotions. You're, that's just your loss in the long run. OK, so now the next thing you touched on is passion. OK, follow your passion and the money will follow is the biggest fucking bullshit I've ever heard. <laughs> I swear to God. All right. Tell the, us why. The biggest bullshit I've ever heard. Yeah. OK, so I know so many people who have gone for their passions and turned their passions into a business. Now they want to kill themselves. Mm. They, they used to love dancing. They used to love yoga. They, they used to love, uh, you know, um, cutting hair. They used to love being a stylist. They used to love being a nail, whatever. They used to love painting. They used to love this. They used to love that. Bro, the moment you start taking money for the shit that you love doing and it turns into an obligation is not the same anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not the same. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, this, this podcast right now, like, you're doing this shit because you love it. The stuff that, you know, like, the stuff that you, you do... Um, creative, uh, creatively, the moment that it turns into an obligation, yeah, it'll put distaste. It, 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 cha yeah. it changes everything. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So, so here's the thing. The what I like to look at is well, here's here's what I like to, how I like to look at it. Um, you know, we, we look at the Rockefellers, right? Um, they they built the railroad train tracks and shit. Like, were they passionate about putting steel in the ground? Like, no, they just made a shit ton of money. Yeah. And then you, you can you can do something that you're good at or great at, but you're not passionate about it. You can make money and then you go do this, decide whatever you want. Like yeah. like BQ, like when I take a vacation, bro, I like to take a vacation for a month. I don't I don't like to do a week vacation, two weeks. I like to go on vacation for a month, right? And my business is not my passion. Yeah. Uh, bro, we we what just so you guys know what we do, we have clients in the US, Canada, Europe, Australia, uh, China, and they come to us and they say, hey, we need, you know, customer service, graphic designers, video editors, like whatever the position is that they need. And we have a team that goes to find those people and then we hire the people for them and then we help uh, manage and do HR and all the stuff in between. I am not passionate about any of that shit. Yeah. None of it. Mm -hmm. I'm fucking good at it. Yeah. I'm great at interviewing people. Mm -hmm. I'm great at building systems. I'm great at like, you know, people management. Yeah. It's not my favorite. I, I don't wake up in the morning like, yeah, we got a staff meeting today. Yeah. Woo! Let's so, so how do you keep like, the energy? We don't do that. How do you keep the momentum and energy at a, a high level um, when you're not passionate about it? Oh, dude, that's why you need to build a team, mm. right? So, and this is all. Oh, this is one of the biggest curses of being an entrepreneur. See, so there, there's going to be so many, or there was so many times where I wish that I was still an employee. Yeah. So many times. Because you know what, bro? Those moments you just uh, chill on the phone and shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, all types of random situations I can uh, think of. Okay, know? well, how, okay. When you when you were at Sprint selling phones, how many things did you focus on? I mean, I was a manager, so. Okay, well. It was a little uh, different. Uh, whatever. Manager, 10. <laughs> just okay. So, so you went from sales rep where you focused on two things to now you focused on 10? Yeah. Okay. Not much difference, but yeah. 
Now you're an entrepreneur. How many things do you focus on? Nonstop, bro. Nonstop. It's like it's more work, but it's more uh, more joy. You know. What I'm okay, saying? okay. We'll go into that. Jo- after. Joy or not joy? I, I enjoy. I'm, it. I'm, okay. When you were a sales rep, you focus on two things. When you were a manager, you focus on ten things. When you're an entrepreneur, how many things you focus on now? Shitload. A hundred. Yeah, I can't put a number on it. But there's probably dude a over a hundred. Like it's crazy, guys. And, and I can. You guys don't believe me. Uh, you know, uh, you know, for you, I, I, I know a little bit about your business compliance, uh, you know, safety, uh, revenue, freaking like, bro, like the list for you goes on and on and on. Right. Yeah. So, so life is much simpler as an employee. Okay. And, 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 you know, like there's always th- that feeling of having somebody over your shoulder is honestly like, it's crazy. Like you, micromanaging and shit. You, you hate it now. But the moment you be, you become an entrepreneur and shit sucks and nobody's over your shoulder and nobody's watching you, like, I, man, I feel like there's times where I'll go, like, entire weeks, sometimes months without working. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm like, oh, shit, like, you know, I feel kind of guilty. Yeah, it goes back to that song we listen to, you got to save yourself type shit. Like, yeah. no one's going to save you. So No one's going to save you, but also... How, the question was, uh, what was the question again? Because I answered it through your team. So how how do you stay joyous or whatever? Yeah, how do you stay, uh, how do you keep the momentum? How do you keep the work at an all-time high when you're not passionate? Yeah, so that's that's what building a team is for, right? Um, because, like, your team is, because they're on payroll, uh, mm-hmm. because they're employees. Um, and also, too, if you're, a gr- if you're a great entrepreneur, you will create, uh, You'll create competitive compensation for your team. You'll create bonus plans, bonus structures, things like that. So when you're not passionate, when you're not joyous, you have an entire team that can be joyous for you, right? Um, so your goal in business, if you're if you're building a business right now or you want to build a business right now, let's say the business doesn't even exist, you just know that you need to start with the end in mind, meaning you should know that immediately day one, uh, that in time as I build this, I'm going to build a team. Yeah. Because if, if you want to build a business on your own and you want to be the only person you're going to be miserable mm-hmm. you're going to be especially if it's your passion oh my god <laughs> man like there's people who like are, are you know the style is they do the hair and they're so amazing at it and then they want to start a salon and then they're like damn nobody told me that i you know if i want this to be successful i'm no longer a stylist i'm a manager now yeah that's a, that's a good point i, I like yeah. okay i i didn't agree with you until that last part right there you definitely made me realize that's true because when it happens is like for example, with the hip hop scene shit, like a lot of artists are very talented. Mm-hmm. When they get to a level where they actually have influence and buzz, oh shit, I gotta book my own shows. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, I gotta facilitate these bookings. Oh shit, I gotta market myself. Yeah. Oh shit, I gotta I gotta get on distribution. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I agree with you. I think a team is definitely the uh the L, like the the missing component of that ceiling. Like once you get past the level where you're like growing and shit, yeah. And you're not passionate about that business, you do need to involve other people. Yeah. Um. And and you know, I, and it, it can all be perceived differently. Maybe you are passionate. Maybe you're just passionate with everybody else, like with your team. Yeah. Everyone approaches different. Um. So so the the advice that I'm giving, just just to make things clear, there's gonna be so the the term is an anomaly. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the vast majority of you should be doing something you're not passionate about. You should be doing something you're really fucking good at. Okay. Um, and you're going to be more successful doing that. And also not all of you need to start businesses, right? Not, not everybody businesses being an entrepreneur is not for everybody. Um, but you know, for the vast majority of people focus on something that is practical, 
Okay, like don't be trying to make a brand new product that the market has never bought because then you're, you're creating obstacles for yourself. And when you hear that there's competition and you hear that, oh, like uh, if I start a, a bakery, there's a ton of competition, like get excited. <laughs> Let competition excite you because that means that people are spending money. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Now you go get your piece of the pie. But yeah. Come An- another thing about competition, which uh, two things I'll bring up, which uh, another mentor that I reach out for advice time to time. Uh, Ruben Harris, he said this thing about competition. Wait, Ruben Harris? Like- yeah, Ruben Harris, uh, CEO of Career Karma. No way. Yeah, he. Uh, well, we've done a podcast twice already. Really? Uh, yeah, you should check it out. I'll send oh, it to well, you, you got to introduce me. Oh, what yeah, we'll I'm going to listen to It's both. been a cool minute since I've talked to him, but he's yeah. definitely, we definitely know each other's shit. But okay. one of the things he said to me early on was uh, co- uh, collaboration over competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and his approach, and like he j- and they just kind of like at that time, I didn't understand it. And I was yeah. like, I was like, what do you mean? He's like, bro, think about it. Look at the market. He's like, if we're both doing successful things, if we collaborate on a project, we're going to make more impact. Like, it was just simple. Like, he just made it very simple. Like, obviously, his scenario was different because he works with, like, tech companies and shit. But his example was very clear. And then ever since then, like, with Culture Night Market, you know, we've collaborated with San Jose Jazz, Downtown Association, um, uh, Nirvana Soul, Black, uh, uh, Black Outreach, Us in Tech. And, like, every, there's been a value for all of our collaborations. All right. So, check this out. Go ahead. When I was younger, yeah, my instinct told me competition's bad. I didn't yeah. want to talk to competitors. I didn't want to know. Like, I, I wanted to know everything about them. I didn't want their kids to eat. I want yeah. my kids. It's funk like, on site. Right, right, right. It's, it's, funk, it's on funk on site. site. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. See? So, for those of you who are new to business, okay, this, this is so, so, so important to know. Okay? And before I had my own business, BQ... I worked for other people's businesses, okay, since I was, like, when I was young, bro, I've been interested in business for a long time, okay, and I learned business from working directly for entrepreneurs, okay, so I've been developing for over a decade, okay, Mm. so, but here's the thing, if you're brand new to business, don't trust anything your brain tells you. Like, I don't yeah. care if you went to college, like, especially if you went to college, don't listen to what those people are telling you, bro. I've, I've seen people who graduated from business college, take over businesses and completely just tank businesses. Well, but my professor who's never owned a business told me this. No, 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 no. Okay. Your instincts, what, what your gut feeling is when you're moving into something that you've never done before, that instinct is likely wrong. Okay. So when you go into business and you see, uh, oh man, there's so much competition here. I shouldn't go there. I shouldn't do this because there's so much competition. That's like a big, that's like one of the biggest objections to people starting a business. They don't want to start it because they think there's so much competition, which the reality is when there is competition, people are spending money. Good. Yeah. Uh, collaboration over competition. Yep. Okay. So like my competitors, I try to talk to my competitors. Like other CEOs who wanna who wanna chop it up and talk, yeah. we trade back, we trade ideas back and forth. Exactly. Okay, and, and and the list can go on and on and on. So this is why mentorship is so freaking important, and 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 it takes a level of you know letting down your ego, letting down your yeah. pride. Yeah. To say, hey, you know what, BQ, like, come to BQ. If, if you guys need advice and you have access to BQ or, you have, you know, if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, Anthony R. Olvera, you have a question, I'll answer it. But if you're not sure, you know, say, hey, I, I have this gut feeling and I'm not sure if I'm right or wrong. Go to somebody. Yeah. Right. Because a lot of times, man, oof. I was going to say, this is, a, this is a good last topic to touch and then we can yeah. conclude this, is the ego 
and the sensitivity level, right? When you're getting mentored. So this is something I can touch on because I've been a mentee, right? For yeah. a very long time. Like I've come to a lot of people for advice, including you, countless conversations, countless Zoom calls, countless one-on-one -on -one coffee sessions. You know what I'm saying? Like um, if you're not going into this mentorship, like you got to let go everything. Like everything you've accomplished, everything you consider to be the mm -hmm. shit, everything you consider to be top, like you literally got to let go of all of it because I promise you, you will get booty tickled. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you are, you're going to get your feelings hurt. Like mm -hmm. these people are going to tell you straight up what it is and what it isn't. If they care about if you. If they care about you. If they care about if they, you. If they, mm -hmm. if they really give a fuck, yeah. they're going to tell you how it is. And mm -hmm. time to time, you know, just off, off of natural reaction, you're going to try to defend yourself, be defensive. But the moment you be defensive, that's when they're proving you're, you're, they're proving themselves right because you're, you're, you're not allowing yourself to learn because when you go into defensive mode, you're not opening your mind. You're closing your mind. So, so basically what I'm saying is, like, you got to have tough skin. Listen to everything. At the end of the day, it's your choice to take away what they tell you because I don't take away every single thing you tell me. Right. I take away some of the things that, that literally align perfectly with what I got going on and I take a little bit of this. Okay, with, of with you it's tough because yeah. how many other businesses are there like Culture Night Market? I mean, you know, we can go down the list for different markets okay. and events and stuff. Uh, okay, like, all right, let, let, me, let me rephrase that. If I want to be a real estate agent, how, many, how much access to mentorship do I have? Probably tons. Thousands of yeah, people. There's, there's thousands of people that have a, a, a big level of success in that industry. Yeah. When it comes to Culture Night Market, how big is how how many other events realistically are doing it like the Jazz Fest? Yeah, I mean, well, not a lot, but then it depends where you're looking, right? Right. We live in technology time. You could just DM people now. So like, yeah. you know, Patches and Pins Expo, one of the biggest uh, events in LA. Like, I tap in with Rick on DM and like yeah. ask him questions and shit. And he's not in my geographic, but like yeah. I said, to the point I was making earlier is like I've been I've been mentored by people that hurt my feelings, bro. I'm not gonna sit here and say like I cried and shit, but bro, like they really got under my skin. <laughs> like I was like, oh fuck this guy. Like I felt so mad, but it's like I, yeah. once I let the emotions out and I really listened to them, I was like, okay, like all right. Like I think you and Timmy are the ones that really get under my skin. Like <laughs> like when they tell me shit, I'm like, oh fuck. Like and and you know and sometimes it's things like I know and, and it's things that I know, right? Yeah. Like I know. And this is something you told me when I called you last time. I was like, oh, you already know. You just need reassurance. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, and, and I think that's a part of the growing stage of being an entrepreneur, right? When you're an entrepreneur, you have to have confidence in whatever you're pitching in anything, right? Because if you don't believe in it, no one's going to believe in it. Mm -hmm. So my thing was um, uh, it takes time to get to that level of self-belief. And I'm pretty yeah. sure you, you know, you understand that because the, the tonality and the confidence you give now wasn't the same confidence mm -hmm. you gave when you gave me that Gary V book, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. back in the day. Yeah. The, 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 t the tone and the confidence changed. Yeah, because I, I know, where, bro, when, when your company's doing multi-millions versus when your company's doing like 10,000 a year, your confidence level's different. And, yeah, and, sure. and another thing yeah. for me as a mentee, and this is me throwing mentee advice out there, like everyone's success is different. So you can't yeah. look at both mentors and be like, oh, this one's more <clears throat> successful than this one. So it's like, I'm going to take his advice. B like BQ, I said, BQ. But, Find somebody who has what you want yeah. and do what they do. Simple. So, yeah. So that this, like I said, I was only elaborating for the people that are looking for mentors or are learning about what a mentor is. There is no one with a title that says mentor. That mentor could be the guy down the street that runs the corner store, but he manages finances 
at a thousand. Like he does an amazing mm -hmm. job with his books. Mm -hmm. That could be a mentorship. Yep, for that find specific the skill. Thing. Yeah. The skill. I think yeah. the key thing is like the skills. Focus on the skill. Find someone that is a perfectionist or really talented or a hard worker at that skill and ask questions. Ask questions without, like I said, you know, being soft and shit because you're going to yeah. hear it's things that it might it might even contradict what your process is. You might be doing the shit wrong the whole yeah. time. You know what I mean? But when you like help me out with certain things, I was like, oh, shit, I could do that. I could do this. And, you know, and OK, okay but please don't close out because I feel like the people yeah. who have stayed this long deserve to know this thing that I'm going to ask you. Go ahead. Uh, okay, are right, you done with that point? Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna say, don't be a bitch. Go ahead. All right, don't be a bitch. <laughs> when it comes uh, to the right. mentorship, go so, ahead. So, if, if you've made it this far in the video, you deserve to know BQ's actual real progress. Because for those of you who don't know, this man has quit his full time job, he is now uh, full time working for himself. Okay. And very few people, and, and, and when I say he's living for like working for himself, like full time, he don't live at his mama's house. Okay. Like, I've been to his spot. He lives in like in a nice like place. Uh, you know, he, he drives a good car. Like this this guy, he quit his full time job. He's not working culture night uh, market full time. The events are just getting bigger. He's also doing this podcast and a, and a couple other things. Okay, but where where um, you know so so now that people know that um, you quit your job. Can you give like a little a little breakdown of like your progress of you personally where you at and you don't maybe you don't uh, are not ready to talk about numbers and things like that yeah but the number is big enough where he don't got to work for nobody <laughs> and, and, I and, and he lives in San Jose one of the most expensive markets in the world just to put that out there I'll just lead with this risk okay yeah. <laughs> risk um, because yeah. um, I don't feel like I'm at where I want to be at. Like I could definitely say I have a little more flexibility than I might have had when I was working in Sprint. Yeah. And my sales jobs in the past, um, it is um, more responsibility. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like I have more responsibility and I can't like I can't have that buffer room that I had when I was at my parents house or like when I had a job like those buffer rooms don't exist no more. It's like <laughs> now it's like results or no results. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So um, I think it's it's a lot, you know what I'm saying, to unpack, but I think the biggest thing for me is that I just didn't stop, bro, because, like, two years and a half ago, we didn't really make any money. Like, we did it for a cause, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, our, our stories are different, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, when we did it, it was an action item. We simply just helped our community that was struggling because, like, I was in this office, the parking lot right across the street. They were struggling. They were losing tenants. Like, there's a whole story behind all that. But basically, we got all the vendors in my network that I knew from, like, when I was selling clothes, and we just brought them all together. Then all the communities that were selling pop-ups, they were like, hey, I heard about this event. And then they started rallying. Next thing you know, hella people started coming, mm -hmm. and it became this whole movement. It wasn't even just the event or the brand. It was a movement. Like, everyone started doing entrepreneurship or everyone that had that belief that they could do it started doing it it yeah. was like oh yeah. shit like all these businesses are popping up so i just i i was yeah. so like uh happy about that like yeah. i was like damn no one's sitting on their ass like they're actually trying to do something about uh, it did, didn't shoe palace start like that like a pop-up yeah the shoe market? palace started yeah. at berryessa flea market they started just like that and now they just sold for like fucking four billion or some shit like that <laughs> but um yeah. like it, it it all started from like ground level you know what i'm saying and uh it, it started as a movement we realized that what we had was very special. The people involved were very t committed and dedicated. So I, I took it as an obligation to make it a foundation, make it something that's going to be here long after us. So that way, God forbid, like if I die tomorrow, like this can continue and that impact doesn't need to stop. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I think that's the biggest message I'm trying to give 
from the culture night market is ownership and just teaching people group economics and learning how to buy and trade services mm. within our community. So that way we don't got to go to the corporate people and be like, Hey, I need this or I need that grant or I need this loan. Mm. Like fuck all that. I don't know if y'all saw the news about Kanye, but Kanye just said, uh, he said Adidas is my, uh, and Gap is my new baby mama. He said, <laughs> that's my new baby mama. Like we're going to have to co-parent this brand, the three fifties. And now yeah. he's going to branch off and do his own Yeezy store. Okay. Okay. So it's like, the point is like, we no one is gonna save us. We all we got. So it, during the pandemic, when the malls, uh, you know, everything shut down, the malls stayed at twenty five percent capacity, but that shit was like packed. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? The mm -hmm. guidelines were were lies. Like they were just, oh, these are the rules. This is what we have to do as a society. This is what we have to do. But yeah. then the mall and the corporations are still taking money from people. Yeah, yeah And I'm yeah, like, yeah. this is not right. This is fucked up. Yeah. Like, everyone lost their job. The people that had a good career lost their job. Yeah. So it's like, so what? We just, we, we're just supposed to sit here? Yeah. Like, yeah. that should have made no sense to me. So that's why I really appreciate Nipsey Hussle, you know what I'm saying, for the term stay dangerous. Because at that time, I felt very dangerous. I felt mm -hmm. so dangerous. I was like, fuck that. I want to break the law. Let's open this illegal ass <laughs> pop-up. Let's do this shit. So, you know. Uh, obviously, the city and yeah. uh, the Department of Health crashed on crashed down and all that shit. But hey, all, that, that just means you were making noise. Exactly. <laughs> and it motivated me to keep going. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, now we're blessed to be able to activate multiple locations, yeah. pay for all the permits, pay for all the staff, pay for all the entertainment, all the generators, all the shit that goes along. Um, and now the other organizers are seeing the value of our project and they want to collaborate. They're funding. They're giving us grants. Yeah, and shit. Here's what I'll, every time I say you, you point it back to everybody. I love that. Well, because like, you're, you're, you're good. You're really good at sharing credit. I love that. It has yeah. to be understood because like um, I believe that you can't you can't fill other people's cup from an empty cup. So it, it's a balance of selfish and selflessness. You have to yeah. be selfish to a certain to a certain point. So then when you do got a full cup, you're able to fill others. Yep. You know what I'm yep. saying? So it's like, yeah. um, it's just, you know, this is like something I had to understand over time. Like, because yeah. I used to think I was selfish. Like, fuck everybody. Like, I'm on my own. Yeah. But it's like, nah, it's not like that. Like, we have to work together. We mm -hmm. have to, we all we got. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Chop, he's the one that said that shit. So I always say that shit. We all we got. Yeah. And, and also all the people that are around you right now supporting and, yeah. you know, uh, helping uplift the vision, especially the ones that are in early. Yeah. Tell me those are not the ones who are going to be oh, eating the man. fattest later. No, for sure. Yeah. No doubt. I yeah. mean, shit, man. I mean, even right now, you know, shout out to Leo and Blanco, Beyonce, like mm. these individuals, you know, they don't have to be here, but they're here and they, they, they enjoy this shit. And it, I, it makes me excited and, and yeah. passionate to do this shit. And it makes me like, I got to make sure we win, bro. Like we all win. Like, because yeah. if we go to the ball, man, we all sitting on the fucking, uh, on the balcony, on the suites and shit. That's you know right. what I'm saying? That's right. But you get my point. Like yeah. if we, if, if we all eat, that's like the goal, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. and what I valued from day one is that I made it a point to pay everyone from day one, even if it was a little bit. Like, I was like, hey, look, I can't afford all this, but I'm going to give you this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since day one, day one, bro, since even the parking lot, we made sure we paid everyone. We weren't even making money. Like I said, we were just doing it because it was an action item, and, you know, it became something bigger, and now it's an organization. It's the LLC filed, which somebody said it's better to do a soul corp. We could talk about that later, but... Um, <laughs> You mean uh, escort? Escort. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah escort. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you threw that. You threw that baton on me right now, so I was kind of thrown off right now. Nah, that's but cool. um, that's cool. but it all started really in the flea market, man. I gotta give I gotta give homage to the flea market. Fifteen years old, selling the mercado with my tia and shit. She okay. was selling wires, junk, bro. I get barrels, empty that shit out, put it upside down, put the wood thing right on top. There's a table. Put a cloth. Put all the wires, and then guess how much everything costs. 
Uh, Random shit, like hell of shit. Under a hundred bucks for everything. Well, for everything, probably. <laughs> but like individually, oh, a dollar, three dollars, five dollars. Okay, like okay. that's how we ate, bro. Yeah, and like yeah. my aunt, she was making money off that shit. Like she had so much shit. Like yeah. she had accumulated so much shit that it literally was like a store experience. Like it's as big as this room. Like she had rows of junk. But yeah. people, but you know, one man's garbage is another man's, man's treasure. treasure. Yeah. So it's like yeah. somebody found shit all the time. And uh, when I was in middle school. I was just working for her. I was only getting paid 40 bucks, 60 bucks. And then I asked her if I could bring my stuff. And then that's when I learned entrepreneurship. I started making 200 bucks, 400. She started getting mad at me. She's like, she's like, I how you get better stuff I, than I, me? I, I, I didn't want you here no more. She started getting mad at me. I was like, can I just get this? Because I didn't pay for this area. You know, she did. Yeah. So I didn't give her no cut. So she wasn't feeling that shit. Uh, lesson learned. I still, lesson love my, learned. I still love my family, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry to take away the, the baton right there. But no, no, that was great. I, that was awesome, man. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it would be hours for us to dissect everything, you know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, I appreciate uh, you, you know what I'm saying? I yeah, thank no you doubt. for being uh, on this podcast with me and, and being vulnerable, talking to, th- talking to me about certain things that maybe you haven't talked about other people and uh, just giving people that are listening some insight because um, I do think right now is a revolutionary time period where people are fighting back. It's no longer that they're killing you and shit. Now it's like they're financially putting you in the dirt so low until you kill yourself. And I think this is why it's important for us to to be on platforms and talk about um, self-education, self-income, self-progression, and just show people that there's examples of this in our community. And if we can do it, you can do it. And if you're in the pr- if you're in the process of thinking about doing it, this is your moment and this is your sign to like just fucking go. Um, because like I said, no one's gonna come save us. And if no one has told you that shit, I'm telling you right now, I'm pretty sure you could say the same thing. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna leave it off at that. Um, any last minute things you want to tell the audience and, uh, for the folks tuning in? Nah, everything the man says is true. If we could do it, you could do it. That's it. Yes, sir. Hey, brother, thanks for having me. Uh, outsource plug, tune in, follow him on Instagram, give the handle so they can follow you. Uh, at Anthony R. Olvera. Yes, sir. Yeah, it ain't exclusive. It ain't an Emlyn exclusive. This is the Mentor Monday segment and we out. Peace. Finna come save you uh, You gotta save yourself uh, Cause ain't nobody finna come save you No hey, You better save yourself hey.